0: Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives, and become one of our friends on Facebook, facebook.com slash radiodetectives. Today's program is brought to you in part by the financial support of our listeners. You can support the show at support.greatdetectives.net. Well, we're going to bring you a new series, Hollywood Mystery Time. Now, Hollywood Mystery Time actually starred Carlton Young. And we heard Carlton Young back when we did Ellery Queen. He was actually uh, the star of Ellery Queen that we first have available. He was the second star overall, but we don't really have most of the early programs. So we have several of his from uh, 1943. However, in 1944, he came to Hollywood Mystery Time, playing the role of movie producer Ted Lawton. And not just a movie producer, but a mystery-solving movie producer. What type of mysteries might a movie producer get into? Well, we'll find out in a moment. But this program did not actually air on its own. I mean, why have a detective story on its own when you could uh, have five minutes of celebrity news in front of it. So this program begins with celebrity news and gossip from Luella Parsons. And we're including it because that's how this particular program aired. However, if you're not interested in that, feel free to skip ahead about six minutes after the start and we'll get into the program about then. And we will talk a little bit more about the unique format of this program after uh, today's episode. So from May the 20th of 19 45 here's today's episode of Hollywood Mystery Time The Glowing Eyes
1: Woodbury for the skin you love to touch Woodbury brings you direct from Hollywood the Woodbury double feature First, Hollywood's best known, best loved reporter, Luella Parsons, with exclusive news about your favorite stars direct from the glamour center of the world. And Hollywood Mystery Time, starring Gloria Blondell and Carlton Young. Girls, for exciting new beauty like a Hollywood stars try Woodbury's new film finish face powder.
2: It's a dream gleam preferred
3: by stars like Ava Gardner, Gloria Dehaven, Lucille Ball. Woodbury film finish powder is different. Five-way blending creates colorful shades so brimming with beauty that they lend a new beauty to you. It creates smoother texture that clings longer, gives skin the satin smooth look of a Hollywood star.
1: Woodbury powder comes in eight glorious new shades. Be sure to look at Champagne Rochelle. It's specially good with new spring colors. You can try Woodbury for as little as ten cents. But right now, with the dollar size, you also get matching lipstick and rouge. Woodbury matched makeup to make you prettier. Get Woodbury film finish face powder tonight. And now here she is, Luella Parsons.
2: Hello to all of you from Hollywood. Here's my first news tonight. Brigadier General Elliot Roosevelt summoned to Washington to confer informally with President Truman is back in Hollywood to see his bride, actress Faye Emerson. I've good reason to believe that both Elliot and his sister Anna were asked if they knew anything about their father's plans at the Yalta Conference, plans that had not already been told to President Truman. My second exclusive is that Clara Bow, It Girl, and star of the silent screen, is desperately ill again at her ranch in Nevada. This time, it's a complete nervous breakdown. Friends say that wedding bells will jingle merrily for Groucho Marx and Kay Gorsey, just about this time next month when the lady is free. She's the youthful ex-wife, a dead-ender, Leo Gorsey these dead-end kids are certainly hitting the Hollywood social columns lately. I'm sorry to say that the quarrel between Abbott and Costello has become very bitter indeed. Remember, I told you last week, they were fighting. And now there is a very good, or should I say a very bad chance, that these two funny men will break up permanently. Although they're making an MGM comedy together, they do not even speak to each other. Oh, come on, boys, don't be so foolish. The Cary Grant-Betty Hensel romance is beginning to totter. How do I know? Well, Betty's been stepping out lately with attractive Major Arthur Little. I just heard that 40 important Hollywood films have been dubbed in German and will be shown to the Nazis, but immediately. They are intended to counteract the dirty work done by Goebbels who painted all Americans as gangsters and barbarians. The dubbing job was done in Paris. I hear that cameraman Hal Rosson, once married to Jean Harlow, is about to lose his third wife, Yvonne, in the divorce courts. They've been separated for some time. If Louis B. Mayer's doctor gives him the go sign, he'll travel overseas in July to start the MGM line roaring again in Europe. The Luella Parsons medal this week goes to Paramount's eccentric musical, Out of This World. I say eccentric because out of Eddie Bracken's mouth comes Bing Crosby's gorgeous singing voice in some new and very tuneful songs. The picture has action, music galore, and believe it or not a plot. And the medal for the best performances goes to youthful Diana Lynn, whose playing is indeed out of this world. She and Eddie Bracken both deserve first prize. She for her music and acting, and he for his comedy. Plus, of course, that help from Bing Crosby. The fourth Gail's sister, Jean, is the bride of Professor Norman Adams of the Chicago University. Jean, Joan, June, and Jane, two sets of twins, have all married very well. Joan is the wife of Lou Shriver, general manager of 20th Century Fox. June is Mrs. Oscar Levant, and Jane is married to Barry Wood, well-known radio singer. You know, I never thought that Bob Hope, with his banana nose, would follow in the footsteps of the screen's greatest lover of them all, Rudy Valentino. Say, I'm not kidding. When Bob comes back to Paramount, his first picture will be Booth Tarkington's Monsieur Boucaire a movie that had the girls' panting when Valentino made it 20 long years ago. Who says we have no intellectuals in Hollywood? My Russian friend, Gregory Rattel, and my English pal, Reginald Gardiner, have both been asked to make a 6 weeks overseas tour with information, please. Reggie and Greg will toss the answers around, right or wrong, with John Kiernan... F.P. Adams, and Clifton Fadiman, the regulars. Last-minute news. John Garfield goes into the Navy Tuesday. And here's a surprise. Van Heflin, who received his medical discharge yesterday, takes John's role in The Postman Always Rings Twice, the next Lana Turner movie. That's all for tonight. See you next Sunday. And don't forget before then to buy, buy, buy bombs. At your favorite motion picture theater.
4: Now, the
1: makers of Woodbury Complete Beauty Cream, beauty cream for the skin you love to touch, present Hollywood Mystery Time. Tonight, the case of the glowing eyes. secretary to a Hollywood producer, even a quickie mystery producer like Jim Lawton, sounds like that glamour job most girls dream about. But if you're Jim's secretary, Gloria Dean, and your boss makes a habit of involving you in very real murders at the most peculiar hours, well, your dreams are likely to be filled with clutching hands and screams in the night. Right now, she's home in bed dreaming about sea breezes and swaying palms when her very pleasant dreams are rudely interrupted at 7 a.m., by a noise that annoys all of us.
5: Uh, oh. Hello. hello, Gloria. This is your boss, remember?
6: I haven't any boss until 9 a.m. Please call then. Good night. No,
5: Gloria, wait a minute. This is important. I've got a sensational idea for a new horror mystery in Technicolor. Oh, it's Pink
6: Elephant and Yellow Dragon. Uh-huh. I'll go back to sleep, Jenny. You'll feel much better in the morning. But
5: I can't. I've got to be in school by 8.30.
6: Is this a nightmare or am I dreaming? Gloria, I'm
5: serious. It's all part of the research for our next picture. Now, meet me at the USC campus at 825 sharp. I want you to take notes at a lecture.
6: Not me. I don't know my ABCs. I stop every time I get to you. (laughs) If you know what I
5: mean. (laughs) You're sweet, Gloria. Even at 7 a.m. But as they title the last picture I didn't make, we've no time for love. Now, Gloria, don't let me down. This is going to be the greatest mystery since, well, since my last
6: one. Jim, dear, that one was so bad, I really thought it was going to be your last one.
7: This morning, gentlemen, our subject is Florettian. That remarkable liquid which, under ultraviolet ray, produces a strange glowing effect. Pure fluorescent will appear under the ray, a ghostly green color.
5: A swell job, Gloria, taking notes, and tonight I'll prove it to you. Tonight? Yes, tonight. We're going to see a practical demonstration of Professor Davidson's theories at Pierre's nightclub.
6: From college student to nightclub roue in one easy lesson. Jim, I don't get it.
5: Purely research, darling, purely research.
6: What do we do in the meantime? You
5: run ahead. I'm going back and talk to Professor Davidson. I want to pick up a few more ideas. I'll meet you tonight at Pierre's at 8 p.m. sharp. <laughs>
7: Ah, oh, Mr. Lawton and Miss Dean. Good evening.
6: Good evening, Pierre. Pierre. Table for
7: eh?
5: Right this way, please. Well, there's a good table. How is this, monsieur? Uh, will it give us a good view of the fluorescent dancing? Oh, <laughs> the very best, monsieur. The very
6: best. ah uh-huh, a dancer. Now I'm beginning to understand why we're here.
5: Please, Gloria. She uses fluorescent body makeup under ultraviolet light. And I'm interested in the effect. That's all.
6: Knowing you, I can't quite believe that's all.
5: No, Roy, When I'm working on research for a picture, I'm strictly <laughs> business.
6: And that's just what worries me. You have a habit of making business a pleasure.
7: Your attention, messieurs and madame. The light like for dim, it's Mimi and her sensational
1: fluorescent doll.
5: Mmm. Rather attractive. Or, uh, haven't you noticed? Yes. The certainly gives an
6: amazing effect. I wasn't particularly commenting on the fluorescent.
7: As a special feature, Mimi introduces for the first time the most daring
8: dance ever presented. The dance of the glowing eyes. Wow
5: like we're in for a premiere performance. I don't like this. Don't like what? Pierre coming on stage with that yellow liquid. He can't possibly think of putting that in her eyes.
6: But he is. Look, he has an eyedropper. He's dropping the liquid right into her eyes. Stop
5: it, Helen's name.
0: Stop.
6: Jim, you're not on the set now. You can't stop the act. Stop,
5: I say. Don't drop any more of that liquid into her eyes. Stop.
6: Jim, Jim, don't go out there on the floor.
5: What is the meaning of this, Monsieur Loughlin? That isn't pure fluorescent you put into her eyes. Something else has been mixed in. She's liable to be blinded.
4: Help! Help! Somebody give me a hand. Can I help, Jim? Uh, yes, Gloria. Call an
5: ambulance at once.
4: Here's
5: the ambulance at last. Uh, I'll go along. You stay here, Gloria, and keep your eyes open. Search Mimi's dressing room if you possibly can. Oh, watch Pierre, too. Be careful. Uh, right here with that st- stretcher, man. That's
6: my eyes.
5: Easy, Mimi. Oh, my Easy. Eyes. Now stand aside, please. Let these men through. We've got to get this girl to the hospital.
7: Oh, such excitement is not good for business, Miss Dean. Business? What about Mimi? Oh yes, poor Mimi. You know I don't understand. Mimi came to me tonight. She was very excited. She has new picture for her act. The in her eyes. It is harmless, she says. Gives a beautiful glowing color. Mm. She tells me to put it into her eyes after I introduce her. And that is all I know. I do only as she says.
6: Pierre, would you mind if I looked in Mimi's dressing room? But of course.
7: Anything to help us clear up this horrible thing. This way, mademoiselle.
6: Wait. Wait, there's someone in Mimi's room.
7: I will open it very quickly. We will surprise him, yes? Saunders. What are you doing here in Mimi's room? You know him? Oh, of course. He's the janitor who sweeps around
8: the nightclub. Well, answer, Miss Sanders. What are you doing here in Mimi's room? I'm only sweeping up, Monsieur. I always do while Mimi is out on the floor.
6: Well, we can't prove that by Mimi, so I guess we'll just have to take your word
8: for it. Can I go ahead with the cleaning now, sir?
6: No.
7: No, you wait. We would like to look around a bit first.
6: Uh, this is her makeup kit, isn't it, Pierre?
7: Yes, as far as I know. I rarely came into Mimi's dressing room. She was, uh, how do you say, uh, very secretive about her personal life. Um.
6: Do you mind if I open this kit? I may pick up a few beauty hints.
7: What's this? Hmm? Just a piece of paper. (laughs) Perhaps it is only a love note from one of Mimi's many admirers, nothing more.
6: But what a strange love note, Pierre. Listen to this. My dear Mimi, one unbearable week has gone by without seeing you. Meet me for supper at the usual place. You must come. Your partner?
7: A partner?
6: That's all. And, and look, he adds a question mark right after the word partner. May, maybe the partnership is on the verge of being dissolved. I can
7: make no sense of it. Uh,
6: tell me, was, was Mimi married or, or about to be divorced?
7: No. No, of that I am positive.
6: Oh, then maybe it was a, a, a business arrangement. Ah, ah,
7: that could be, We oui. Yes. There was a man, oh. a strange man, a famous makeup artist, I believe. Yes, it was he who gave Mimi the idea for her fluorescent act. Hmm. Huh? Perhaps they were partners. Oh, but of course, I'm just guessing.
6: Well, oh, thanks, Pierre. You've been very cooperative.
8: Almost too cooperative. Can I start sweeping again, Monsieur? Mm, yes, Anders. Uh, Will that be all, Miss Dean?
6: Oh, just one more thing, Pierre. I'd almost forgotten. Uh, do you happen to recall the name of this self-advertised partner of Mimi's? Well, I
7: should know it. You know, Mimi often said he is truly a master of the art of makeup.
4: So, yeah, the name. The G. oh yes, yeah, I
7: remember yeah. now. Yes, his name. Uh, it begins with a B. Oh,
8: Sanders!
6: But why do you
8: uh, shoot me?
6: For heaven, Sanders! You must be out of my, your mind. You killed him.
8: Yes, and one peep out of you, and you join him. He-
6: doesn't
8: make sense. This won't make sense either, Miss Dean, but I'm forced to do it. Uh.
1: Hollywood mystery time will continue in just a moment. First, ladies, let's talk about you. Have you made the mirror close up test lately? Try it tonight. It tells exactly how your complexion looks to the man whose admiration is so important.
3: Even if your complexion still looks fairly smooth, you may be risking underprivileged skin. It's the tiny blemishes and ugly pores that come from halfway cleansing and care. You can help avoid that risk the way many famous Hollywood stars protect their million-dollar complexion loveliness with Woodbury Complete Beauty Cream. It's like a whole beauty treatment, a triumph and tribute to the skill of the Woodbury skin scientist. It has all the cleansing, softening, smoothing, specially beautifying aids your skin needs, all in one cream. It has purifying stericin, always helping guard the cream in the jar against blemish-causing germs. Woodbury quickly coaxes your complexion to vital, smoother new beauty.
1: Girls, don't delay. Begin right away with Woodbury. W O O D B U R Y. Woodbury Complete Beauty Cream. And now, back to Hollywood Mystery Time. Gloria, oh, yeah. what happened?
6: Sanders killed Pierre, hit me on the jaw, he escaped, and... Now,
5: hold on a minute, one thing at a time. I know Pierre's dead, the coroner's examining the body now, but who is this the Sanders?
6: He, he's the janitor. He was in Mimi's room when we went to look it over. Just as Pierre was about to mention the name of Mimi's partner, Sanders killed him. I, I saw the whole terrible thing right before my eyes.
5: Did Pierre manage to say the name of Mimi's partner?
6: Well, all, all he had time to say was that, that it began with a B.
5: Well, we better let the police in on this so they can start searching for this Sanders. With a star witness like you, Handy, it shouldn't be a hard case for them to solve.
6: Wait, do you hear anything? Yeah,
5: coming from down the hallway. They'll go see what it is. I'm
6: coming, too. Let me out! Let me out!
5: Locked in this closet.
6: It's Sanders.
5: Uh, Someone hit me over the head and locked me in here. That's
6: the man who killed Pierre, Jim. I saw him.
5: Pierre killed Me? I tell you, I've been locked up in this closet. That's a good alibi, Santa. a closet with the door locked from the outside... But, of course, you could have had what the police would call an accomplishment. Oh, I don't know what you're talking about. I tell you, someone hit me on the head and locked me in here. Suppose you tell that to the police. It's your alibi against this young lady's vision. And knowing her, well, I'm inclined to believe her.
6: I've watched criminals before, but that's the first one who's ever had the nerve to contradict an eyewitness. I
5: tell you, you're both crazy. I've been hit on the head tonight. Maybe the blow affected his memory. Or maybe that punch in the jaw affected yours, Gloria. Which could it be? Jim,
6: I tell you, I saw him kill Pierre. Oh, wait a
5: minute. I've got an idea. Yeah, let's go out in front. You too, Sanders. Yeah, yeah, get up on the stage, Sanders. I want to turn out the lights.
6: What are you going to do, play cops and robbers and give them the third degree? No,
5: I just want to throw a little violet light on the subject. Here goes.
6: Well, what do you see?
5: Nothing. That just about squashes your eyewitness report, Gloria. No,
6: I don't get it. Well,
5: I do. I have definite proof now this man couldn't possibly be the one we're looking for. It was too easy that but way. But
6: I saw him. I yes, saw Yes, him. him or
5: a reasonable facsimile. Mimi told me at the hospital that the man she feared was an expert makeup man. And it isn't too far-fetched to believe he disguised himself as Sanders here when he committed the murder.
6: Makeup expert, of course. Yes,
5: and now that Pierre is dead, one person in all the world knows who this man really is. Mimi. Yes, Mimi, and your life's in danger. He's probably on his way to the hospital now. Come on.
8: I hope I'm not intruding Mimi.
2: Oh, not you. I can't see you, but I can tell from your voice. How did you know I was here?
8: I heard what happened at Pierre's tonight, and I rushed over as soon as I could. What do you want? You know what I came for, Mimi.
6: Haven't you done enough to me already? My career is ruined, and I may even be blind. Don't
8: say that, Mimi. Don't say that.
6: Oh, and the funny part of it is I'm glad. I'm glad. Yes, I'm glad.
8: Stop it, Mimi. You're making too much noise. You'll disturb the other patients.
6: I'll let the whole world know I'm glad. Glad.
8: Quiet, Mimi. Quiet.
4: We're through. I tell you through. You're
8: half right, Mimi. You're through hand over your mouth will silence you for a moment, and this knife
5: (coughs) will silence you for an eternity. Help! Come quick! There's been an accident!
6: Gloria, what's all this crowd here in the corridor for? Something's gone wrong. Let me
5: through, please. What's happened?
6: Jimmy, is she...
5: Gloria, I'm afraid we're too late. Say, so, did any of you people see a man with a... Well, I don't know what he looks like, but... This fella
4: got here first. Hey, Mister? did you see anybody? Yeah, I was
5: down at that end of the hall. I heard a woman scream and rushed toward this door just as a man came
8: tearing out of the room at full speed. Did you get a chance to see him? Yeah, he was wearing dark blue overalls. Well, what did he look like? Well,
5: he had a gray beard,
8: but from the way he ran, I'd say he was years younger than he
5: looked.
6: That was him, Jim, still disguised as Sanders. Laurie,
5: suppose you run downstairs and check the door attendants. Find out if they've seen him.
6: Okay, I'll be right back.
5: Say, will that be all from me? I'm in kind of a hurry. Just one more question, Mister. Uh... I don't believe I caught your name. Uh, Forbes. Robert Forbes. Seems rather odd to me that a man in street clothes would be walking through a hospital hall at two in the morning. Well, uh... You're not a doctor, are you? No, you see, my,
8: my wife's having a baby on the next floor, and I just walked down here to sort of, well, relieve the tension.
5: Oh, I can understand that. Do you mind if I leave now? Maybe something's happened. I've been away ten minutes before. Sorry, Yeah, you go right ahead. Uh, by the way, I hope it's a boy.
6: Jim, Jim, here it is. A man answering Sanders' description entered the building at one forty-five a.m., And no one saw
5: him leave. We'll check maternity to see if Mrs. Forbes is having a baby. Gloria, we've got to find our criminal within the next 12 hours, or what proof I have will be gone.
6: Sherlock, dear, what kind of
4: talk is that? I can't
5: take time to explain now, Gloria. Come on, let's get down to maternity. I want to see Mr. Forbes again. Tell me, nurse, is there a Mrs. Forbes in the delivery room? Jim, why the sudden interested baby? Quiet, Gloria.
6: No, Mrs. Forbes already had her baby. An eight-pound boy, an hour ago. An hour ago? Yes.
5: Nurse, it's very important that I see Mr. Forbes. Where is he? Well,
6: oh, you'll find him in the waiting room, I believe. He's completely recovered. Jim, what's going on? Will somebody please explain something? A
5: lot of things may be explained in a minute. Uh... Anyone here named Forbes? Yeah, that's me. Wait a minute, Jim. That's not our Mr. Forbes. What do you know? I just had a boy and my first one, too. Here, I have a cigar. Thanks. Uh, by the way, are you the only Forbes having a baby here tonight? only one I know of. Say, what do you mean by that trick? Uh, nothing, nothing at all. Good night, Mr. Forbes. Thanks for the cigar and congratulations. Huh. Uh, Gloria, call me rattlebrainer or stupid and I deserve it. Me too. Clever, all right, to think of an alibi like that. He's a good actor, too, as well as a good makeup artist. He must have been pretty desperate to take the chance. Pretty crazy, too. Uh, Let's see. I know two facts about Mr. What's-His-Name. First of all, I know he's an expert makeup man. And second? One fact at a time, Gloria. Right now, we're going to visit every makeup man in town.
6: Right now? It's 3 a.m.,
5: I think you're the one that's crazy. Don't you understand, Gloria? Time is the key to this mystery. We've got to check every makeup man within 12 hours or we lose our proof entirely.
6: Oh, there you go again. What's all this 12-hour talk? You talk like a sailor on a
5: shore leave. First, we're going to stop at Professor Davidson's, the Faresian expert. I want to borrow that Violet Ray flashlight that he used in his lecture this morning.
6: Well, you go borrowing flashlights and I get further and further in the dark. <laughs>
5: is number four on our list of makeup men, and each one seems to be living in a shadier neighborhood.
6: This place is not only shady, it's a complete blackout. You better be careful with Professor Davidson's flashlight. I, I don't think the last guy believed it when you said you came to read his meter. Uh,
5: this is 213, all right. Ooh, what a weird light in this hallway. Where's the directory?
6: Oh, here it is on the wall. Let me see. Borgia, theatrical makeup, room 2A.
5: Must be at the head of these stairs. Well, let's go.
6: Jim, Jim, I I don't like this. You're not scared, are you? If I'm scared, you can call me a Dutch uncle. No, no, no.
4: It's only a cat. It's only
6: fooling. Oh, these stairs sound like they're fugitives from a Frankenstein picture. This
5: should be the room. Oh, 2A, Borgia. It's funny nobody answers.
6: Oh, maybe he's a sound sleeper. Hmm. Borgia must be a trusting soul. He leaves his
5: door open. I don't think we'd better disturb him. Jim,
6: let's go. Steady, Gloria.
5: We're going in. That's what we came for.
6: Borgia's first name must have been Raymond. It's
5: a familiar order. Definitely not my favorite perfume. Smells more like a hospital.
6: Somebody's locked the door, did you, Jim? No,
5: did you? You're both wrong. I locked the door.
4: That that sounds like... What's his name, Jim?
5: How can we be sure? Just by the ray flashlight. I'm going to turn it on. Watch.
4: His eyes. They're glowing.
6: What green eyes he has.
8: The better to kill you with, my dear your overly curious boyfriend would lower his light, he'd see a shining black gun pointing straight at him. I'll
5: lower my flashlight. Right into your eyes! Oh. Oh, what
6: oh, if I could only find the light. Here it is. Oh, they're both out. I guess you'd call it a draw. Oh, favor me, Jim. Darling, wake up, wake up. Uh, where am I? Not you,
5: Borgia.
3: Ah, oh, it should keep you quiet for a while.
5: Gloria, uh, uh, where is he?
3: Oh, darling, he's out.
5: Then he got away. No, hey, oh,
3: darling, you
6: just go back to sleep. Let Gloria handle everything.
4: Did I wake you? No,
5: no. I've been up all night waiting for this thrilling moment. Oh,
6: I'm sorry, dear, but it's 9 o'clock and I couldn't wait any longer. You've slept enough anyhow.
5: Shoot. I mean, don't shoot. I I don't know. I don't know what I mean. My head's killing me. Jim,
6: listen. I I figured it all out. You stopped Mimi's act last night because you saw a yellow glow and you knew pure fluorescent under Violet Ray shines green.
5: Brilliant deduction. Hmm. If you'd been listening to Professor Davidson yesterday morning instead of eyeing all the Joe Colleges, you'd also have known that fluorescein can remain in the eye for only 24 hours. That's why we had to work so fast. Borgia demonstrated to Mimi how to use fluorescein by actually dropping the pure liquid into his own eye. Mimi told me that, so for 24 hours, he was a marked man. Of
6: course. Oh, Jim, that gives me an idea oh, Wonderful idea. Yeah, for what? For our next picture, the first killer diller in technicolor. Imagine now, an expert makeup man who uses a series of clever disguises so the detective always thinks he's somebody else when he commits the murders. And then he finally is trapped by fluorescence in his
5: eye. That's too fantastic, Glory. The public would never believe it, honestly. Now, what kind of a detective would be dumb enough to be fooled by disguises? I, uh, what am I saying?
1: Hollywood beauty news that's good news for you.
3: For lovely skin, glamorous Marlene Dietrich advises the beauty method made famous by many Hollywood stars. It's the Woodbury Beauty Nightcap with Woodbury Complete Beauty Cream. At bedtime, Marlene swirls on the luxurious cream that cleanses thoroughly. Next, she removes it and smooths on a fresh film of Woodbury. Leave it on overnight, Marlene says. Woodbury helps banish flaky roughness and tiny dry skin lines. By morning, skin feels wonderfully refreshed. So smooth, you just can't help looking irresistible.
1: You can try Woodbury for as little as ten cents. When your lovelier enchantment registers, you'll want Woodbury's $1.25 economy size. Remember, for complete beauty care, Woodbury Complete Beauty Cream. (laughs) Again, next week at this same time for Woodbury's double feature Luella Parsons with exclusive news about your favorite movie stars and another thrill and laugh packed story with Carlton Young and Gloria Blondell in Hollywood Mystery Time. Be sure to listen, won't you? This is James Doyle saying good night for Woodbury, for the skin you love to touch. Rapid-fire comments by Jimmy Fiddler on the news of Hollywood and the world follow over most of these stations. This is the Blue Network of the American Broadcasting Company.
7: Hi, this is Andrew from otrwesterns.com. I wanted to invite you to come take a look at our site where we put out podcasts of old-time radio westerns check us out at otrwesterns.com. You're listening to The Great Detectives of Old Time Radio with Adam Graham. Now let's get back into the show.
0: Welcome back. Was it just me or did I miss the motive? Other than that, I think it was a very uh, interesting and high energy story. And uh, Carlton Young, I think, Probably uh, one of his uh, better performances I've... uh Heard him in. And I did like that at the end of the story that it was Ted Lawton that actually got wo- uh, awakened from his uh, rest at an unreasonable hour. And given the hours that I have to get up in the morning, I am really struggling to feel sorry for these folks. Now, regarding the show's uh, format. And here I'm going to quote from uh, the digitaldeleftp.com where uh, the author there, uh, and most of these uh, Dennis explains that uh, the way that this was set up was because of the uh, rivalry between Walter Winchell in New York and Luella Parsons uh, on the West Coast. Broadcast from the West Coast got the Woodbury double feature, which contained five minutes of Luella and 18 minutes or so of Hollywood Mystery Time's latest murder. The regional affiliates that opted for the Hollywood Mystery Time light got Walter Winchell for 15 minutes, followed by the 15-minute version of Hollywood Mystery Time. Even better, for the true gossip mavens, in several parts of the country, you could get Winchell for 15 minutes, Parsons for 5 minutes, and the next in, uh, installment of Hollywood Mystery Time back-to-back for 45 minutes. Even more uh, ironic, the Andrew Jurgens company ultimately bought both Luella Parsons and Walter Winchell, often uh, uh, back-to-back into America's parlors for almost 5 years, with a convenient 20 uh, to thirty-minute block of scrumptious Hollywood skinny, just long enough for the average woman to lotion her hands, legs, and face. Viewed in that light, it's clear the format was developed for the broadest uh, possible appeal for every part of the country. So that's the reason, and it's a, I guess, a pretty good justification for what seems like an inexplicable. <laughs> Uh, inexplicable mix I will add that uh, I have discovered I'd mentioned that we're we're going to do two weeks of Hollywood mystery time however I discovered there's another week's episode and we'll bring you that one and that one's a uh, in a slightly different format, so it'll be interesting to hear. Uh, And then we will be getting to Inspector Thorne, which I know uh, many of you have been asking for. Well, at least one of you. All right, well, that will do it for today. Join us back here tomorrow for Richard Diamond. And next Tuesday, it's Hollywood Mystery Time. In the meantime, send your comments to box13 at greatdetectives.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Detectives and become one of our friends on Facebook facebook.com slash radiodetectives. From Boise, Idaho, this is your host, Adam Graham, signing off.